Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Holistic Human Performance. I am your host, Jenna Bratchall, and today we have a special guest, Liz Fiore. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Um, kind of cool. I love how I've been interacting with different people and having them on the podcast, and we met through Babes in Business. <laughs> yeah. Network, networking group. But actually, we had interacted on social media and then we actually met in person at the babes and business event which you were speaking at yeah. and you came up to me and honestly i i was like wait i i don't remember even talking to you and then you were like i love all your stuff we follow each other on instagram i'm like oh so then i mean we we had a great conversation yeah. and i had to bring you on because i wanted what you do is very unique and I think it's really, really, really cool. Yeah. And it's something that I did not learn about in my early adolescence. And I think it's really important for people to learn this at an early age, or, you know, I have a lot of moms and parents that listen and maybe they introduce it to their kids and it's like a fun, interactive way. So I don't want to spoil it for you all. So I'm going to let Liz talk yeah. about it. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. So I'll say too, just to back up what you were saying, I feel like everything is energy. And when I connected with you on Instagram, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like I could just feel something, some type of like spiritual connection. And we'll get into that. But I own a vision board and manifestation company. So I was a teacher for 15 years and I could see there was a lot of not only academic stressors on kids, but emotional needs. And at the time I was teaching sixth grade science where we're learning about energy and things of that nature. And I kind of connected the vision boards and the science behind it with a friend. It just so happened that we were both going through a similar life experience. We were going through a divorce and we could feel it really tugging on us. And we were both very positive, happy people. And we didn't want it to destroy our life going forward, our spirit. And we were just determined to say, how are we going to get through this? And not only they get through it, but help and show other people that they can get through it too. And with creating this, it was like, well, we can go beyond just helping women who are in divorce. When you get into vision boards and the power of visualization and learning about the connection between the brain, our heart, and our nervous system, we start to then make those connections to see how we can bring things into our world and even start healing our own bodies, which was so interesting because vision boarding and manifestation can be done with anything. People used to say like, who's your niche market? I'm like, I don't have one. And they're like, no, you have a business. I said, no, this is for everybody. 
men, women, kids. It's really, I think we're lacking in society, the education behind us having the own power over our bodies. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. And hence why I had to have you on. So everybody, she has a vision board and manifestation business. Like this is what she does for a living and it's really cool. And, um, so, yeah, so the workshops are fun. Yeah. So we do a two hour workshop when I say we, I mean me, and we get custom frame vision boards because People usually do them on oak tag and you're not going to want to hang that in your office. Really, when you're doing a vision board, you're supposed to look at it five minutes first thing in the morning and at night. So being able to hang it in your bedroom, you want it to look like a piece of art. So it actually, I'm crazy when I'm coming to staining the boards, like they have to look perfection, very rustic. And we fill them with magazines, pretty ribbon. I bring everything you would need, glue sticks, scissors extra magazines for all different category. And then I give the two hour workshop on manifestation. And I also, because it's so much information, I created a workbook for everybody because when this is something new, it's not going to happen overnight. And I know, you know, this, like my journey with this has been five years and I feel like I'm still learning. It's a, it's a practice. It's the unlearning our old way of being and what we were taught. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, um, I want to unpack the science part a bit because we're we're both into it and I want people to understand that like, it's not just woo woo, like there's actually science behind it. So let's go into that. I love it because everybody says the secret, the law of attraction. It's not a secret at all. It's 100% science. It's learning, like I said before, how our brain works. So right away, when we look at an image, our optic nerve takes it in and then it fires it away through neurons racing through the brain where it gets stored in our emotional center, which is also, we have another channel between the head and the heart where neurons keep getting fired and wired all day long. So what we think about, we feel. So when, This is so big. So I'm trying to condense it. And you know this so well. The brain doesn't know the difference between if something happened in the past or if I'm imagining it. So we can actually harm ourselves. If we keep thinking about a fight we had or a past memory that was not serving us, we are now going to create more of that emotion because our brain actually thinks we're still in that experience at that moment. So you might feel the tingling sensations. We also tense up. The jaw might tense. Like, we have to start taking really more awareness to our body and what it's feeling like when the emotion arises. The vision board is the tool. And that's what I say. It's your tool to teach you how to vision the future. So now I'm going to be living in my future, which means I'm going to create that feeling before the actual item happens. So now I'm feeling in joy. I'm feeling in gratitude. Because when we look on the emotional, have you ever seen it? The emotional vibrational chart? Yep. It's my favorite. So we vibrate at a certain frequency. And when we're in those higher emotions of gratitude, peace, joy, we vibrate at a 700. We have 30 to 50 trillion cells in our body that are constantly moving. So when you're vibrating that, you create an electrical field that comes off. That's why always people say like, oh, I was attracted to that person in the room or I could, I gravitated them because you were drawn to their energy. Things don't even have to be said. It just magically happens. 
So also with that, we can then vibe really low and we start to block things. We block the universe from with our vibration. Think about it. Do you want to be around anybody who's toxic or not feeling well? It's like, I'm going to pivot and I'll come back when you're ready. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is definitely something that obviously, you know, I hone in on where the emotion gets trapped in the body and people don't even know that they have the power to actually heal their bodies and heal themselves of whatever, you know, dense, low vibrations. We are energetic beings, like whether you like it or not. And yeah, yeah when you, when I saw you at the Babes and Visions networking event and you came up to me like I immediately felt I was like "Ooh, we're on the same wavelength here I really like this and it was really cool yep. so taking inventory of that now curious because you started obviously this business was creating vision boards something that you utilized while you were going through your divorce tough time transitioning from being a teacher to doing this full-time Yes. I, like there are so many things that I have put on the board. The beginning was just really, I remember my first board, I had actually put a big picture of Julia Roberts. Cause I just kept saying, I want my smile back. I want my, like, I had just been like for so many years, just so hurt. And through that board, like I found my joy again. Like I learned how to laugh again. And there's other times where I'll be manifesting, whether it is a lot of times I think it's a feeling for me than more of a tangible thing because when we want to manifest, when we look at an item and we're not happy until we get that item, we're actually blocking it. The universe wants to see that I can feel the joy of it before it comes so I'm not dependent on it. So a lot of times I'll put more of a feeling than I want. So I had a difficult time sleeping. I'd actually put that on the board and I concentrated it. But oftentimes people think that it's one stop shop. Like if I make the vision board, I'm going to then be able to manifest or if I do these couple practices, but I've been super busy lately and I haven't been taking care of myself and I haven't been sleeping good. And a girlfriend of mine was giving a, a very like boutique yoga class. And she was like, I think you should come. And I've even lately been saying no. And I was tired and something said to me, say yes. And I went last night and my body thanked me so much. I haven't slept better. What the words that she was saying was exactly what I needed to hear. And she was talking so much about how energy gets stuck within our body and we hold it. And she was particularly talking about the hips, especially mm -hmm. with women. And especially how like the way they're just like cupped and stored. And when we look at them after, and this morning when I woke up, my shoulders were popping, my back cracked. And I'm like, wow, I really had so much stored up that through movement, through breath work, through sitting and visualization, as a society, we've gotten so programmed to be fast, to be quick. When we take that time to really just, I almost call it like when you come into a different dimension and you're like outside of yourself and you shut that world down. And that's part of the practice of vision board. You make it, but then you have to visualize it. And then you have to lay there and you play the script out like child's play where you're shutting the whole world out because we have the power to activate our own selves. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that you made it a point to say like, don't get too attached to your board or the pictures that you have on there. Because I find also that a lot of people will get stuck on that 
and they put all their happiness and all of you know, these higher vibrations into the board, almost like if I don't get this, I'm not going to be happy. But in order to manifest, you already have to be in that vibration. You already have to know that you you have it. You energetically already are putting it out there. And then it's like, yeah. okay, I surrender universe. And then you, you just like allow, in surrender, yeah. you allow the energy and the manifestations to come to you. And the more you allow, the faster things come. But it also means that negative things are going to happen. Yeah. But how am I combating them when they happen? So I'm using my mantras. I'm sitting and waiting and saying and, and still having that trust. So it's learning the practice of doing all of those things. And I tell people a lot of times, pick symbols that, you know, are what you're looking to manifest, but really you want to pick pictures that are going to elevate your emotion. So if you see something that you just look at it, it could not be relevant to anything, but it all of a sudden gives you that joy, put that because what you want your board to do is bring you peace, joy. Because once you embody that emotion, I say we create our source. Mm -hmm. We as the human society look for tangible items to give us our source energy. I'm happy when I have this. I'm, I'm happy when I have that. And it's just been the way. So learning how to create that within ourselves with a while not having the item is the practice really the vision board teaches. Mm, love that. So how would you bring, bring us through the steps? Like, how is it you bring through, you know, people through this workshop per se and how you create your vision board? Right. So the first step is when people come, I say, pick the board or let the board pick you go to what gravitates to you. Because a lot of times when you sit still and you look at the board, you can feel an energetic connection, whether it's colors, you see an image, and it's really letting the universe and you, and your board connect you two together. I don't like to like say sit here. And that's the first piece. And then with that, I start the process of talking about how important it is. I've made an acronym step. First thing is setting your intentions. You have to be so clear what it is that you want. Because if you go to a restaurant and say, you know, the word waiter asks you, what do you want? And you say, I don't know. I can't bring you anything. You have to say, this is exactly what I want. You can't say, I want to be happy. My version of happy is different than your version of happy. You know, I'd have to say, you know, if it's somebody going through a divorce, divorce, I want to feel whole again. I want to, you know, sell my home. If it's somebody who's going through a health thing where it's knowing specifically exactly what it is I want. But you said it beautifully. I really teach everybody, you have to release that. The universe knows it and you have to trust it. I tell them all the time, you have to pair a mantra with it. And some of them, I say, use the same mantra for 30 days because it takes 21 days to create a new neuro pathway, meaning a new way my brain thinks. So your brain likes to always travel the same path. So if I want to wipe this one out, I have to create a new one, but it's still so comfortable with this one. This one's here, but it'll still try and travel it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have to keep saying it for 30 days. And then after that point, you don't have to say it anymore. It just becomes part of your being. So you might want to say something like, I'm stronger than my greatest obstacle, or I only want what's for me. And I think that's a big one. And that resonates a lot of times with people because when we're manifesting, it's what we want. 
But I always say, if it's what's for me, if mm. it's for my plan, I have um, 2911 here, which says, I know the plans I have for you to prosper and not harm you. So when something doesn't happen for me, I feel, I allow myself to feel disappointed, but I say, I, for some reason, you know better than me. If it's not this, it's something better. Yeah. And Always. you just have to be patient. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I think that uh, because we live in a world and you were saying this earlier, it's like that instant gratification, but that's not really how it works. When you get to a point where you have surrendered to the universe or whatever you believe in, and you become like an, an instant manifester that will happen, of course. But a lot of people, they're like, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Yeah. So what do you do when, let's just say you have people in your workshop and, yeah. you know, they're struggling with that? Like, what kind of steps do you bring them through? So that was like the, the next step. So we talk about setting your intentions and then we talk about your thoughts, your emotion and your energy. Mm. And within that part, I go over how we were discussing before that our thoughts create emotions and they bounce back and forth. So we have to learn how to shift and pivot, change our energy in order to create that. So a lot of times when people are trying to manifest, they're either over manifesting, they're overthinking about it, the pressure is on it and nothing, even think when you're dating and somebody keeps calling you and they keep hounding you, you're like, you know what, I liked you at first, but you're strangling me, you're suffocating me. Right. So it's like, you have to let the universe do its thing. That's one, we don't wanna over manifest. Another thing is we tend to either feel worry, lack or resistance. So mm. if I feel lack, I'm feeling like I can say over and over, I'm trusting the universe, but are my words matching my emotion? Mm. So that's something people have to keep in check. And I often say use journaling because when we wake up in the morning and we write something that we're grateful for and we stay in gratitude and maybe do a midday check-in and then really for me, night is so important because that's the time as a mom and a full-time, I have two businesses where I start to feel defeated that I have to revisit in the day and say, okay, where am I going? Enjoy. Mm. What is your other business? So I was teaching for 15 years and I made a pivot and started a mostly marketing for women in business and social media. So I do coaching for them on how to use social media to market themselves for their business, not to just put up, oh, I want a lot of followers. And I have fun reels and people, is my social media making me money? Right. Love that. Love that. Cause that's the key, right? What do they call it? Um, there's a Digital word marketing? for it. No, like influencer. There's, there's a oh, word yeah. for it where basically it's like, it doesn't matter if you have a ton of followers, if you have a business and you're not making money, that's like really the end game. Right. right. So think about it. You can have, you know, however many, 11,000, you can have 20, but how many of those are actually coming to you, purchasing your product, engaging with you? It's fun to like, but I don't want you just on my page to be there. I want you to be coming to me for my service right. and I want to provide you a service. So I actually loved the Bays and Business event where I got to speak and they made a fantastic reel and I cried because when you're talking, you don't really sit back and listen to yourself. And when I heard my words and what I was saying and I was going off the cuff, that when you do what you love, 
the money just comes and follows. We're always chasing clients because we're in worry of being lack of money. But when you just love what you're doing, you're having so much fun with it. It just gets attracted back to you. It's so true. I, I mean, honestly, I get it a lot. They're like, oh my gosh, you're having so much fun. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I love what yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. I'll be working from like six in the morning when I wake up to like 12 o'clock at night. And they're like, you never shut down. I'm like, it doesn't feel like work. You love what you do. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. So you started off marketing mm-hmm. once you, once you left uh, teaching and teaching. then and then vision board creation came into play after that. Which is so beyond wild because two vision boards before I started this company, I had started putting up, I, I love pictures always. So I was putting up cameras, somebody taking pictures. I put content creation. I had money coming out of an elevator and three vision boards. I had the same phone and in it, it said vibe, vibe and shine. And when we re, cause I was, had a partner. So when we split and went different ways, I had to rebrand and rename. I didn't even think of it. And I saw the phone. I was like, well, I already manifested this like months ago. I have full body chills. Yeah. And then it was so funny. I was still teaching at the time. And I had put this picture of a woman with like brown hair. She had her phone. She was sitting there doing things. And I was just like, this is just like, I didn't even think of it. Wow. At the time. And that's how wild I think things can be. Because sometimes you just start to feel pulled in a direction. We don't listen to our own vibration and our own gut enough. We don't sit enough with ourselves. Um, even just touching into the chakra portion, just when we really start to feel in alignment with who we are and just living authentically, it was a really big jump. I think even saying to my dad, Hey, you know, I'm quitting my job where I get medical and benefits and I'm just going to start this company was scary pill because we society judges you, right? Like, are you making a smart decision? It's like, maybe I'm not, but I'm living authentically. And that feels good to me. I had an interesting conversation and you might be able to connect with this with a friend and she was talking about stress and, you know, that she had had a gene within her that just had gotten triggered through stress. And I believe that when we stress ourselves out to a point, we end up shortening our own life. So when I think about it, and also, one, do I want to live stressed? And then when I get older, I'm sick. Or do I really want to live my purpose? And I know my purpose is to take the knowledge that I have to help others. So maybe that might mean I'm never in the big mansion, but that's my path and purpose. And I accept that. Yes. I mean, it's epigenetics. This goes back to where science and spirituality are on, you know, both sides of the same coin. And you can't really, you can't have one without the other. And when we have to go back to where we started, when you have these thoughts, it creates a chemical concoction in the body, which creates an emotion. That emotion is the physical reaction in the body. And depending on how you either work it out, you feel it, you either store it or you transmute it. You cannot destroy energy. It just doesn't work. Yes. Exactly. And so with that- It's only transferred. Only transferred. So with that, it's like, okay, my bot, you're, you're, let's just say you're stuck in fight or flight mode for so many years, right? You're going through whatever, maybe it'd be small trauma, you know, big trauma, whatever it is. 
but you continue on with these negative feedback loops that you keep telling yourself and your body just keeps going off yeah. and off and off. Yeah. And then, you know, your genes, it's not like they turn on or off, you know, it's whatever your DNA is, but it reacts. It's and the so reaction. it's a reaction to your environment, which you create. Yes. 100%. Boom. I love it. When you talk science to me like that, it's my favorite. I also say too, there's so many forces on earth, but my favorite is gravity and gravity is actually the weakest force. But what gravity does is it doesn't pull. It just attracts and Mm. it attracts to the center of the earth. And that's what I always say. I want to be just like gravity. I just want things to come to me and just, just come to my center. And if it's not for me, that's not for me. Yeah. And when we also think, we always think I have to be so weak and then so strong. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I can be feminine. I can be light. I can be love. I don't have to be hard and stern in order for me to attract. Mm, I like that point. That's really good because what I love to teach is the duality between divine masculine and divine feminine nature. And it's another favorite comment. Here we go. Here we go now. <laughs> I have noticed a pattern in society. I'm sure you have too. Anybody that does this work obviously has noticed this where a lot of um, women who go into business, they hustle and bustle. And listen, it's hard work. I get it. It's hard work to be an entrepreneur. It's hard work. However, your life doesn't need to be hard and you don't need to be stuck in survival mode. So this means when you're doing that, you're too heavy in your masculine energy. And for women, that makes us sick. And people don't understand, you know, they'll go to the doctor and be like, oh, I don't feel good because of all the symptoms you're having. You're getting headaches, you're getting this, you're getting that. But that's just your energy reacting to what the environment that that you're in and, and that you're creating And that's either going to help you or harm you. So it's okay to be a divine feminine woman. It's okay. It's so complicated because women sometimes think in order to be not strong in business or be that, that we take on these alpha qualities and we can still be our soft selves but just set boundaries and be in polite ways or just know what it is we want and live in the, and flow. It's kind of just flowing with stuff. And there is such a point between that divine and that feminine energy that really is supposed to just dance with each other. So yep. when I feel, for me for a long time, I felt like I had to sit just the way my relationship was. And I think a lot of women can relate to this where I was left um, with somebody who wasn't financially helping to support and, you know, had lost jobs and things of that nature. So I had to take on that role of, okay, now I have to provide for myself. So I felt like I was stepping into another role Mm. with that. It's survival. Like you talked, and then we tell ourselves a script, like I have to do this. And it's like, okay, but I taught myself through so many ways that I had to The only way to do it was to stop. So I did acupuncture for a full year. And within that, every Friday of stopping and shutting down my body almost was like a reset and totally made me change my whole vision of how I was running my life. 
It's incredible. Um, I can totally resonate with that. Um, I definitely was stuck in my masculine energy for a really long time, especially being an athlete too. And then on oh, top yeah. of that, being in the fitness industry. Um, but I'm so glad that I found this new way of living and this flow and dance between masculine and feminine energy because it is a game changer. So right now, right? I'm conducting this podcast. I am currently in my masculine energy. However, it doesn't feel like, you know, it. I'm going against myself. It just feels like I'm holding the space. Think, I want to explain this to people so they understand. Think of masculine energy as the framework, the structure. And or you can think of it as like the, the bed, right? The water bed to a river. If we are too masculine or too feminine, right? So we have the river, the water, which is your feminine nature. And then you have the waterbed, which is the masculine. If we don't have that waterbed, we are just everywhere. We are just like all over the place, like totally in all 10 different directions. So we need the dance between the masculine and feminine energy, um, which has nothing to do with gender. It's just, if you're a woman, you're mostly 95% in your divine feminine nature, vice versa for men. Um, and it's really interesting to learn about, and this is, listen, this goes back to ancient civilizations. This is nothing new. (laughs) That's another topic that I love. Yeah, this is nothing new. if you watch, no, like if you watch, because before I taught science, I did sixth grade social studies. And we had to go back from the Neolithic to the Paleolithic to like ancient, you know, like Egypt and Babylon and India. And as you watch the roles of men and women, and just as humans, as we've evolved, it's so interesting to watch the male and the female. And also how in different societies, like in Egypt, women were able to get divorced, but in other ones, you know, they weren't able to, they didn't have power, they didn't have rights. It's so interesting to watch it is. how we've evolved. It is. And like you said, history, like learn about your history because it repeats itself. And we want to be able to learn and be able to, you know, move forward in a realistic, but also optimistic outlook with life. So on my current vision board, I have a picture of a girl and she's screaming into a megaphone and it's a start a movement because I want to do more things like this as a society we're not in our conscious awareness enough. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking before, you're aware. You said, I know I'm sitting right now in my masculine energy because, you know, I'm controlling the podcast. However, so you're aware of that. When you're done, you could reset and say like, okay, I'm resetting and now I'm getting back into this energy. But when we don't shift, like we're in control of it. We don't realize we're in control of our ebbs and flows. Mm. And it's that dance you said. We always think about we have to dance with other people. And I think I have to do the dance with myself all day long with the male and the female in me. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we're doing like the cha-cha and other (laughs) times we're like dirty dancing. (laughs) It's so true. And it's not going to look the same for everyone, you know. Um, And it's so interesting, too, because you'll find when you let's just say you're on social media or you're at a networking event and you're talking to other people or you're engaging on social media and you get like triggered and you're like oh like oh my god what does she have that I don't have and like you you feel this like friction within yourself 
that is just a mirror of something that you either need in your life or you're looking for, or some energetic knot, which is what a trigger is, that needs to be released. It's something within your energetic body that needs to go. It's like a warning sign from your body. So, you know, I'm sure when you were going through your divorce, that was probably so triggering for you in so many ways because you're looking back at your old self, but also like, okay, how do I navigate this into the unknown? And how do I step into my divine feminine nature as best as possible? And I think- While surviving. (laughs) While, while surviving, because you're stuck in the fight or flight mode from going through all of that. Um which I hope you're you're on your journey now and, and good to go, which I'm sure you are because you're prospering. So <laughs> yeah, often what happens is we can feel that emotion coming and then we suppress it right back inside. So now when it comes, like we're never going to live a life where it's going to always be like this. Things are going to arise. So now when it arises, I look at it and I say, I'm glad you're here now because I can work with you and get rid of you. Yep. And that's the thing. So while doing that, again, not just the vision board, but becoming a visionary, a lot of times like I'll physically take touch and I'll pull it out and throw it. And I envision it, whether it's a light orb or I've done, my favorite is the cord cutting ceremony. Mm -hmm. I just did one recently with um, a therapist that I have who I love. She's so funky. And when you can visualize something, your brain doesn't know that it's not an actual experience that's happening. And it was beyond the most powerful and emotionally freeing experience that I've had in a long time. Oh, I love that. And it shifted how I was feeling about two situations. And I was like, we don't realize the power we have. Thank you. We don't. We're using like this much of our brain. (laughs) No, seriously. I try to explain to people. I'm like, you know, especially if I'm dealing with someone who's going through cancer or a cancer survivor, I'm like, you literally have the healing power within your body where cancer never comes back ever. And you have the power. You, the other day, I was like in my room scrolling and I started screaming. My kids are with, what's wrong? And I was watching you. You had the tuning fork and you were going and I couldn't feel the vibration. I was like, yes, girl, do it. (sighs) Same thing. It's like with Reiki, I think people don't realize how we can change the vibration within us and change ourselves like in our DNA in a good and bad way. When I was pregnant with my daughter, she was 14. There was... um a store owned by somebody of Native American descent, and they were actually having a drumming band playing like in the background. Like, boom. Mm. I remember I was like nine months and every time they hit that boom, she would kick with her foot and then there was no boom. And then it was again. And I was just like, wow. And I'm like, this is from inside of me. She's feeling the vibration because she can't hear it. It's a vibration. That's it. And it's creating a vibration within her. That is so cool. I love it. So yeah. Okay. So talking about sound frequency. Now, what you were talking about with your um, your vision board, how you didn't even know and you put Vibe and Shine on there. So similar when I was writing my book. So I ended up writing about vibroacoustic healing. And I personally love binaural beats. I love sound healings. I love listening to meditation. And it was very healing for me and therapeutic. And so I, I found some research on the benefits of vibroacoustic and sound healing. And I 
put that research in my book and I started getting into it more. And, you know, I, I personally do sound healings for people. And I look back at that and I'm like, holy crap, holy shit. I didn't even, my soul knew that information. I found it and then actually started implementing it into my own healing journey and other people's healings. And it is a game changer. Okay. So this is a big thing. A lot of times that people have a hard time with, we go through experiences that change us in a negative way, but also change us for the better. So you went through an experience that was devastating, but look at what it's taking you to do to help other people, to heal other people, to bring awareness to this. So a lot of times I say, I've walked this journey and suffered and had this pain to come to the other side to help people through that journey. That is and to bring awareness to that and be like, come on, people wake up. That is exactly right. Yeah. And sometimes the thing is, is that it's not as well known and it's probably more of the cheapest remedies that you can do that are the most effective alongside whatever treatments you're doing, you know, whether you're sick or not sick, but it is like big farm doesn't want to do any of this. They're like, here's a pill. Take this. We'll make you better. Oh, you're depressed. Here's some Zola. Oh, take a Xanax. Then you're stuck on that. Then you're sleeping and you're gaining weight. Now you're more depressed, which I'm not saying that sometimes it's mixing the two. Or it's yeah. the one or the other. It's no judgment, but it's bringing more awareness. Of, nobody really knows how powerful this is. And the fact that they can do it themselves and it's free, most of it. Go outside of nature, go chance, go listen to some binaural beats, go to a meditation class. Yeah. And just um, the power that we have as humans when we connect. So when you have a healing you know, aura around you, and you perform a sound healing or somebody does a Reiki, that energy is transferred into them. So we have that power as people. And did you ever see, I forget exactly how it's said, the power behind when people meditate in groups, it actually mm. changes the electromagnetic field that's around. Of the area. Yes. Yeah, I am very cautious of who I spend my time with and who I'm with. And I try as very often as I can now to be doing more things of that nature. So I really have to get to spirit and soul because I want to do that clearing out. I think his name Frank does. There's so many things I want to do there. It's a little further than, you know, where I am here, but I'll get there. But even just doing sound baths and things of that nature, incorporating it as much as I can into daily is make such a difference. Yeah, girl, come on by. We got healings. We got meditation classes. It is such a good time. We, I mean, Did we you would love know? to have you. Mm-hmm. So during COVID, this is going way back. The business had just started and I'm like, what are we going to do? So that's when I made the kits. And I said, we'll either mail them to people or if they're local, we can meet halfway or drop them. And it ended up that I don't know how, but Tiffany somehow got in touch with us. And she was like, Hey, I want to do it. Like my mom, my sister, and so, and so. And I was like, yeah, girl, she lived in Oakdale. We had somebody drive her out the boards and she made, when I tell you a kick-ass board, when she showed me the picture, like I could feel the energy oozing off of it. I was like, Ooh. 
And she had kind of like mentioned, she was like, no, I have big things in the works. And when she opened that store, I was like, that's what she meant. That's what she meant. I mean, yeah, no, I, Tiffany is a dear friend and a mentor of mine. And to see what spirit and soul has evolved into, and not only that, like the community that has been built. That was the word I was going to say, community. And you touched upon something so important, especially in business. People look and then they might look at somebody who they say is a competitor and they're like, oh, she's doing this. And it's like, when you're really doing your work that's purposeful and love, you're supporting those other people because they're just more light vessels creating light and healing people. So to me, I get so frustrated when I see that in certain pockets and I have to just walk away and turn and say like, don't you see the work that's being done and should be celebrated as people? Because that's another vibration that settles in here. Oh, absolutely. So that going back to your point about like being with people that actually are vibrating at your rate or, you know, more evolved than you and you're like, I want to get up there. It's very, very crucial because again, your the quality of your relationships is the quality of your life. And when you have people, you are the you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with, right? So if you have people who are just kind of lazy, negative, negative you know, toxic environment, toxic um, living, then habits habits, you know, it's, you're going to take on those things or, cause this has happened to me over my whole, I mean, journey, you know, healing journey and spiritual awakening, people just fall off. They just fall off and you just have to be okay with that. There's no fight. There's no, this, there's no, that they just drop because they cannot be at your vibration they're not at your frequency and they don't want to be at your frequency so what do you got to do you just gotta let it drop yeah and you just have to meet them there with the gratitude for where they served you and you served each other for that point but we can't always stay with people at the same time or have the same frequency and it's okay to just let it go Mm -hmm. with love and I it's that's ego. I know that ego comes in or we feel that loss or that lack or why, how could they? And it's maybe not how could they, maybe it's just, we're not serving each other anymore. Whether it be a family member, a friend, a partner, I think, so I've been divorced five years and that's the biggest lesson I've learned is sometimes people are only there for a season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're there to teach you a lesson or your supposed to be the teacher for them yeah. and it's just a matter of accepting it the relationships it's not a loss it's a learning lesson and you take it and you move on with it right you leave what does not serve you and that's another thing is like do are you carrying the baggage with you through life because that also going back to manifesting and vision boards and you know living your best life <clears> it's <throat> like if you're carrying baggage with you you're not going to make space for new. You're not going to have space for new. You got to, you have everything stuffed up in here and you got to let it go through what tools. Okay. Vision boards, through healings, through meditation, through nature, through movement, through eating, right? So all of these, oh my God, there's, so much. there's so much, there's so many things. Um, and I'm so glad that we met and we're able to like chat about this because I think it's super, super important that 
you know, people learn this information or, and, you know, now they're like, oh, I can go to Lisa for vision boards. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And then the same thing, it's again, creating that just tribe of community again, where it's not just one-stop shop. When I do have my vision boards, um, I say to people, you're going to want to look to this person for the journal. You're going to want to maybe see an acupuncturist. Here's some people. You might want to do a weekly massage or, you know, here's somebody for therapy where it's, I'm not looking to just say to people, Hey, come to the vision board. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to manifest. It's like, you no, know, you need all of it. Right. And that is exactly consistency. right. It's consistency. Yep. Being consistent, I mean, that is definitely key. That is the key, actually, consistency. You can't just like do a meditation one day and be like, okay, I'm good. Like I did it. That's it. It's not how it works. You have to be consistent. Yeah, yeah definitely. <sighs> Lisa, what a great conversation. Thank you so much. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I know. So, I always love talking science. Do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to leave the listeners? I think... All I would want to tell them is if you haven't done a vision board, you definitely need to make sure you find the right place to do it where they're not just saying to you, I'm going to teach you the secret. You really learn the science behind it and just get to really know your brain and your heart and your nervous system. Oh, amazing. And where can people find you? On Instagram, you can find me at vibe and shine 111 or same thing would be for my website is vibeandshine.online. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. What a great conversation. Guys, if you like this episode, like, share, subscribe, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.